the process of um, bhavana development. <clears throat> bhavana is one way of phrasing it, cultivation, that which grows, that which ripens, that which matures. Mm. Other images are of filling and flooding. So just as uh, uh, one should not think lightly of one's virtue, thinking no good will come of this. Drop by drop, the water pot is filled. Every skillful action adds another drop. Drops, it fills up, and uh, fills, overflows into something more deep, more steady, more reliable. And you develop sila, uh, it comes into qualities of contentment and clarity, filling up mindfulness, and so on. Mindfulness fills up uh, through a process of proper establishment. Uh, clearing out stains and the hindrances. Yeah, but there's a process there, bhavana. And the result is purification, visuddhi. Mm. Cleaning, cleaning away the dross, cleaning away old acquisitions, cleaning away delusions, cleaning away fetters, cleaning away the influences of the asava, the corruptions and outflows, reflexes, that cause us suffering and stress. And this is associated, this process is a happy one. <laughs> well, it's not always happy, but it's pleasurable. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes there's work, you know, which is hard, but the result is, oh, that's pleasurable. It's, it's a relief. Oh, pulled the thorn out. <laughs> Got the weight off my back. Yeah. Mm, just like the relief of pulling out a thorn. You know, not not comfortable experience, but uh, ease. Mm. And so that ease is to be lingered in. And uh, it provides a kind of uh, a food or a fruition. You know, it fills up and it tends to encourage the mind to go further. Because the mind is moved by happiness, pleasure. But this kind of happiness just doesn't cause it to jump and grab. It causes it to open, which is a different kind of pleasure different source of pleasure, it's still agreeable. It's the agreeableness of non-grasping, of opening and oh that's oh and there's no taint with that. There's no grabbing. As soon as you grab it it's gone. There's no attainment in it because it's a sense of relief from the burden of having to be and get and be somebody. Mm. You see, the quality of virtue itself leads to this. It's not that I'm such a virtuous person, I've got it all right and everybody else is this. No, <laughs> that's not it. That's grasping. But the quality of virtue instilled, established, ah, it straightens, it clarifies, it gives a firm centre. 
when the chitta is rightly centered, firmly centered, it's it's not having to rush around holding itself together. It's not scurrying around sticking things into itself to try to hold itself together. Yeah. It's held together by this firm center. Right. So the un, untrained, unawakened, undisciplined person mind will tend to be running around, grabbing things, pulling things in. Sense objects, things to do, occupations, busyness. It fills it up, it gives it something to kind of be held by. Mm. Uh, and so, then the holding is, is always pressurized, compulsive, active, mm. and it's insatiable because the actions don't actually, they're not very good at holding it together because they, they pass. And the more busy you get, the less time you get to linger in the results and enjoy till the busyness becomes compulsive almost unbearable not to be busy doing something so the recommendation is to do a few things and linger in them careful attention you know things that are just blameless good generosity honesty uh, loving kindness and linger in the quality of it, in the quality that gives rise to it. What's the quality that gives rise to it? Right view. We recognize we're in a mutual, codependent cosmos. I'm part of this whole web, therefore, you know, I'm in it. I participate, therefore I act in a benevolent way towards it. However it arises, people, things, duties, because you're in it. <laughs> or the chitta is, or your conditioned mind is very much uh, part of that. It's not, doesn't live inside a body. Mm body can tune into it but it doesn't live there it lives in the codependent weave of what you do what you feel concerned and care for where you're interested where your actions go since that's where it is make it make it agreeable how do you make it agreeable by cultivating kindness generosity honesty virtue everywhere chopping wood pulling water stirring the rice, doing a business meeting, cultivate those qualities. Because that's, you're in the web, or the conditioned mind is in the web. So using conditions um, for this kind of happiness, pleasure of no regret, pleasure of no sour aftertastes. And the more one refers to the web of conditions, the weave of conditions, rather than what am I getting out of it, then the more secure the sense of, oh, that was good. And you can take a certain 
happiness in your work. It's your family, your friends. Uh, Sometimes in the morning I just sit in the morning, I go back to my kuti, I notice all the trees, and uh, most of which I've planted, or participated in planting, and now they're all 20, 30 years old. And uh, creatures, squirrels, birds, uh, living off them, and uh, producing uh, uh, health and vitality, clean air, uh, and uh, giving a sense of a delightful uh, ambience and atmosphere to the monastery. So you walk around, you feel the happiness of it. Yeah, not because we are natural creatures. And he done that. It doesn't take that much, really. A bit of care. And because it's natural, it will grow. Where other humans are busy chopping them down so they can build roads to get to work faster. <laughs> you know, six lane highway, so chop all that stuff down, gets in the way. And what do we produce? We produce cars, automobiles, traffic, pollution, frenzy, action. Plant some trees, you produce stillness, gentleness, life, cleanliness. And it's also, you know, it grows by itself. It grows by itself. A little bit of work, seeding, looking after, caring, protection, and it grows by itself. So it's conducive to stillness. Action that leads to the end of action. Ah, I can just enjoy it. And cultivate that. If you lengthen the attention span, careful attention, so you're just kind of cleaning the vihara, get to the end of it. Ah, that was well done. Hmm. Now, when people walk in here, it has the perception of brightness, cleanliness. It encourages calm, coolness, collectedness, rather than scruffy, loudness. Yeah. Oh, it tends towards stillness. And it's the happiness of that, the ease of that. Work we do is work that inclines towards stillness. And when you're working in the natural world, you're including your own chitta, it's a natural phenomenon, you realise, you know, it will grow by itself and it will shelter you. But you plant it, look after it, care for it. There's joy in doing that. It's a kind of loving quality. Like you're bringing up something that's undeveloped, nourishing it, giving it space and happiness. Mudita, you can enjoy it. But you look at it, chitra is complex. 
fundamentally it's in the web of intentions it's impulses um, motivations actions and attention that which it sees that which it's affected by and contact the moment of being touched what you attend to touches you where you're touched you get motivated so you're only being quite careful with intention and attention and contact Um, so you know when we understand this as a group understanding of it we can cultivate a culture where contact is gentle, minimal, appropriate, verbal contact, appropriate, gentle, minimal. That's that which is conducive, easeful, not cluttering, jangling, overloading. Stillness, action that leads to stillness. This is the sila, both in the obvious sense, and what's called the abhisamachara, the higher cultivation of conduct, moving around in a way that's spacious, uh, gives people time. Body language is soft, uh, not intrusive. Getting your breakfast, you know, it's not distill those impressions that can give rise to the feeling of kind of barge, really barging in and getting their grub. <laughs> no, everyone who's encouraging a sense of, oh, please help yourself, you know. More everybody else is, everybody help themselves. Everything quietens down, it cools down, it slows down. There's an atmosphere of, you know, we're aware of each other. We want each other to be happy. My business is only one part of it. The main thing is that the whole web of the community feels agreeable. You cultivate like that. This is not, not just kind of some order, but really for a happiness that leads to stillness. There's hardly a break between that when you cultivate careful attention, deep attention. There's not really a dramatic shift from, you know, (laughs) doing things to meditating. It's more or less the same process. You're just kind of internalizing it, slowing it down, taking it deeper. It's the same process. Essentially, you know, you're aware of the whole thing, which is now perhaps just your, your sense of your body, a sense of your mental preoccupation. There's that web. You're in that now. What's well, appropriate? You know, so it's not me barging in and telling everything how it's going to be and how it's going to shut up and get this going and do this practice and therefore you're going to get that result. No, it's not that. It's about cultivating that same careful, okay, it's this, and bringing up skillful qualities of goodwill, 
steadying, soothing, releasing, cleaning, tidying, in a way that leads to stillness, or more stillness, happiness, a happy, agreeable way. Hmm? Now if you're saying you've got to get still, then already we've lost it. That's the wrong tone, isn't it? Because that's the wrong kind of intention. Well, check it out. Don't believe me. The calming, soothing, thoroughly sensitive to the entire body, soothing the nervous system, soothing the adrenaline, soothing the reflexes to have and hold and make and figure and get the result is soothing. It will happen by itself if you do that. You know, we're not working with a dead system that has to be prodded and poked. We're dealing with a living system and jitta fundamentally doesn't want to be stuck in suffering. (laughs) It wants to wake up doesn't want the burden, it wants freedom from the burden. And so it's rather like the chicken sitting on the eggs, you sit on the eggs, and after a while the chick inside the egg starts clawing at the shell. It's actually the chick that breaks the shell, not the mother hen. Mother hen just provides the warmth and the shelter, steadiness, warmth, chick. As it grows, starts scratching cracks, cracks the egg. This is the way, like this in the chitta. Now if you're always jumping up and down on your eggs, (laughs) chitta either gets extremely agitated or squashed. If you walk off your eggs and leave them alone, it doesn't work. It's just that steady covering with awareness Mm. and right intention. Careful attention. So attention is crucial. Careful attention. Attention is not narrow, not based just upon me and my, you know, aims, but attention to the field, the field that you're experiencing, embodiment, mentality. Intention. What's what provides a center within this? Within this, what provides a center? Within this, what will all these disparate qualities of body and mind? What will they unify around? They'll unify around simple, firm intention, quality of non-aversion, non-cruelty non-sensuality, they will begin to unify around that. Because that's the nature of it. It leads to unification, it leads to harmony, it leads to wholeness by itself. And you're placing it, placing, re-establishing that centre whenever it gets lost. Centre of virtue, centre of good-heartedness, and firmness, 
resolve. And yet at the same time it's open to the field. Covering it. Careful attention. Combing the field. Your thoughts and what's this one up there? Mm-hmm. They begin. They begin to just straighten out. We recognise a thought. Oh, this is restless. Mm-hmm. What's needed? Just steadying. This is irritation. What's needed? Just steadying. Attention. Listening. This is passion. What's needed? Steadying. <laughs> Attention. <laughs> Cooling. It's pretty simple medicine in some ways. Mm-hmm. There's also the specific qualities that arise to respond to. When is the time to, you know, incline to the firmness when things are really running wild? Mm-hmm. When is it time to re- incline to the openness when things feel very tight and locked in when is it time to attend to the warming when things seem very bleak and these are just aspects of that which will provide a center for us none of them are disagreeable they're all things that we surely intuitively appreciate i not scrambled chaotic locked in frenzied Yeah. And of course, the, the sad irony of it is people in some ways seek firmness, but they seek it in having a, you know, a big house, a car, regular job, and yeah, you've got definitely some so-called security, except when things break down, as they do or when the job folds up as it does, or when that health goes as it does, or when, you know, as it does, because it's it's external. And seeking of firmness is a valid seeking, but where is it? Where is that sense of security? Most obviously it's right where your heart is right where you're longing for security is right there be stable rather than search for it be stable be the stable presence gradually the chaos will begin to still Refer requires deep attention, careful attention. And so often it's almost a reflex to have a either not be noticing or dismissing or obsessed with. Uh, just noticing, say, you know, rather than getting what's the difference between giving careful attention to a thought and getting caught in it. Train of thought. Contact. Refer to contact 
which means the sense of being stirred, being agitated, being excited, being confused. Just that moment when thought contacts, on its topics contact. Go to the contact impression. There's the agitation, there's the defending, there's the lunging out, there's the spinning, steadying, firming. Hmm. Right there. Rather than go into all the details of what we're thinking about, working on planning, so forth, and trying to get them all lined up, which is the way of the ordinary world. And it's, you know, it works to a degree, but doesn't. not going to get firmed up, just do good enough with that, firm up the resolve of uh, why we think, what's the point of it, what's the, what's the motivation just for clarity, for calming, for ease, for stillness, make sure we recollect that. And uh, this is the this is the kind of deep attention process that takes you into what, for want of a better word, is called meditation. The fundamental thing being it's a simplification because now you deal much more with the roots of experience rather than all the blossoms and the details. You deal more with the roots, such as um, you know aversion or kindness, non-aversion, contentment or greed. And these are stark terms. When you get to the root, you, you begin to recognize, oh, yeah, that's true. Didn't realize it when it had all this dressing on top of it. So simplification, simplification and open so with meditation with sati mindfulness you're using the view which understands these as causes and conditions rather than as identity and self so that's the that's the addition you might say or the reduction <laughs> the simplification another reduction take away the history you know, reduce that. It's, yes, it's got a point, and yet right now, it's this. Take away the identity. You know, I'm someone who should not experience this. Well, it's what's happening. Release the identity. I am somebody who is this. Well, you could say that, but just reduce the identity and go to the phenomenon. Much cleaner, much clearer, much more useful. Ah. Oh. And then, because instead of dealing with two or three things that keep spinning, you're dealing with something that's only got one thread of life in it, which is craving, ignorance. So, so there's a certain happiness that comes with um, cultivation of calm. 
is that you begin to also discern the qualities of an agreeable experience in meditation. And the, the movement of happiness is much slower and gentler than, say, the happiness of listening to music or various forms of sport or entertainment. It's a slower, gentler kind. The contact is lighter. That lightness encourages the mind to just be open to receive the lightness. And again, if our mind is not accustomed to this, you don't really get it. Because the mind has to be fairly open and quiet to, to receive that happiness. Oh yes, it is agreeable. That ending of, the, of, the, of that particular tangle. That freedom from remorse. That absence of pressure. Oh yes. That steadying. Oh yes. That is agreeable. So it's really quite a a careful process. If you're putting too much of your self-effort into it, you miss it. Because there has to be that time, like like the ending of an out-breath, where you just let it go and stay open. Like the pause between one thought and the next, you let it go. between one set of preoccupations and the next. I'm doing this and doing that, doing the chores, and, oh, it's ten minutes before the meditation period begins, and uh, just stop. Rather than rush on to the next thing. There's quite a lot of space in our days here. Even though meditation itself encourages spaciousness, even more than that, you know, a lot of time we just, whatever, tidy up and then, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> well, listen to that voice. <laughs> Stressful. Stressful. Mm-hmm. Steady, open to that body is still here, breathing is here, walking is here, goodwill is here, just do that. You don't have to have a form to do it in. Forms help, but you're not just moving from one form to another. Sometimes I teach retreats, you know, the manager comes along and says, "What's what's the schedule? I say, well, well, what is it? Walking, sitting, walking, sitting. So, well, we'll start off with a talk and then we'll see how it goes. Just say morning, there'll be meditation. Well, how much walking? Well, it's kind of up to, you know, like every moment doesn't have to be filled in. <laughs> so people know what to do every moment. Just, you know, they want to wake up. They've got bodies and minds just... There's all kinds of things they're not doing. Okay, does this period and that period, and then just see what happens. You can still walk, sit, lie down, 
just refrain from talking, be with that, you know, and contemplate. Because if you want to wake up, that's what you do. It's not an imperative, it's like, you've got something better to do. And if it's just that process of carefully attending to one's thought processes, one's emotional movements, one's feelings, there you are, you're still alive, it's your life. Careful attention. So you're also getting that sense of it's no longer a, you know, I've got to start at eight and finish at nine. How long has this gone for? It's pretty stressful. Clearly we have those signs to act as a kind of a, you know, a group affirmation, a group resolution. Great, you know, helps. Steady the atmosphere. You have to get the group resolve. You know, let's use it carefully. So you don't get this on-off sense. Just moderations in tonality and contemplating contact, physical contact, what arises. Thought contact. Thought, trailing across, pinging, winging through the chitta. Don't jump. Let it move through. Don't jump. Don't shiver. Don't react. Don't close. Be the open space around it. Be the open space around it. That's that's calming. I don't have to keep trying to sort my thoughts out and be somebody who doesn't have them and get it suppressed and tidy it up. Just be the firm openness around that. That will take care of it. And, of course, listen to that. Give attention to that. And you'll find within that, it's, it's actually pretty agreeable. It's comfortable. In, in, a, in a different way. Comfort of non-clinging. It's a strange sort of timeless happiness. Because when you touch that, you realise something that's about, not about me, particularly, oh, this is just the universal home of chitta when it's not running out. Why do I leave this home so many times? to appreciate it, enjoy it. And feel actually this is, uh, you know, when you have the aim of really, you know, the going forth life is almost a sense of this is your responsibility. (laughs) You don't have to raise the kids. You don't have to, you know, get the money in. But you still have responsibility, in a way. It's a joyful responsibility, as we hope, that having children is. And it's a similar thing. Here you're, you're weaning and raising the chitta. And so we have that sign. This is what we have 
gone forth for. And like any kind of cultivation, there's the work, there's the enjoyment, there's the rest, the relaxation, the contemplation, the letting it grow. And these, you're beginning getting a sense of how cultivation becomes almost, you know, ongoing. Just like the trees, they don't say, oh, it's 10 o'clock, we stop growing at 10. <laughs> we don't start growing until 6. No, we just keep. Maybe slows down, changes the rhythm. Winter time, we take it easier. Springtime, we get a little more lively. But essentially, we're alive. Yeah, and we're doing it. And chitta is, is as you rest upon it, it's kind of the little chick there, senses, and it's clawing its way out. So we really, you know, trusting that the firmness, the openness, the steadying, simplifying. Enjoying. And what uh, that home ground, that pure presence, that however you want to word it, pure chitta, purified chitta, as it cleans, as it comes brighter, becomes more apparent, cool. Happiness becomes quieter inclines towards equanimity because in a way the chitta inclines to less less movement, less stirring, just a steady ease, ease. And it can spread over a wider range of experiences, dissolve, you know, the wounded or the abrasive or the disturbed. So let's take some time. We've been practicing, what, four or five days now in this particular form and uh, I'm hoping that you, you sense benefits growing just by the fact of bearing with it, staying steady, and clearing away what doesn't need to be dealt with and simplifying your experience. You contemplate that, you get a sense of yes. Yes, there were some difficult times, but yes, this is worth staying with, leading onwards. So let's take some time for direct silent practice. 